welcome aboard to Everybody Ships Us. My name is Shelley Norfleet. I am 26 years old. I am an actor, director, personal assistant to the stars, and best friend to this lady over here. I'm Bonnie Dolan. I am 30 years old. I am a performer, a director, a writer, a teacher, a musician, a photographer. Okay, they get it. You're impressive. <laughs> well, almost as impressive as our love for Jeremy, our Seagull podcast mascot. We have been best friends for going on eight years. We have lived together for more than half of our friendship, and I truly think we might be soulmates. People always ask us if we're dating. Or if we have dated. Or if we ever will date. And while we're pretty sure the answer to all of those questions is no, it did give us a brilliant idea. To appease all of our shippers out there, we decided to date each other for an hour each week right here in our living room. That's right. We are going to chat, play games, be vulnerable, have conflict, and really just get to know each other even better to deepen our relationship. And who knows? Maybe we'll fall in love along the way. Yeah, maybe. Because what is dating if not two best friends making time for each other, laughing together, and also recording themselves talking each week for others' enjoyment? So let's do this. We're not dating at all. How are things? How I mean, we talked about your gyno visit, but how was your gyno visit? Oh, my gyno visit. Such a delight. What fun we all had. Yeah. All four of us that were in the room Ooh. replacing my IUD. Oh. What a magical time. Group effort. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> oh. And I'm in pain. Let's be clear, like, this was not a normal, typical IUD replacement. Stuff happened. Things did not go according to plan. And that's why I'm still hurting. Mm, we love to hear it. Yeah. It's a... It's a big thumbs up all around. Big thumbs up. Yeah, so why don't so we fun. just... Why don't we sit here and require more energy from me. That's that's really what we're doing. Here. Oh, I intend to. I intend to require all of your energy. I had so many people look at my vagina yesterday and I had so many different instruments up my vagina. Mm -hmm. They were all cold. Of course. Um and then today I got a wax. So my <laughs> vagina is down for the count. We are done. Yeah, she's tapped out. She's clocked out. She's gone home for the day. She is on vacation. Yeah. She says, do not disturb me. That's correct. And we respect her for that. Yes. I I remember like I got off of the ultrasound table. I like got down and the nurse left so that I could reclothe. And as I was there, I just looked down and I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> You've done good today. I'm so sorry. And what did she say? She was grateful for the attention, I think. Oh, yeah. So nice. It's been a, a long moment. A long dry season. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to cut this out? Who knows? Who knows? Nobody no. knows. I don't. Nobody knows. Not a person. Not a soul. You know, I told my mom that we were going to do this podcast. Really? Okay. Yes. I told her the concept. I told her that you and I were essentially going to date every week and get to know each other deep in our friendship. And she was excited that we had a podcast. She seemed very hesitant because she doesn't want us to date each other. <laughs> For real. Does Eileen not approve of me? She approves of you. She loves you. Does she think I'm not good enough for her little girl? That is not what I said. Oh, my God. <laughs> Now I must fight for your mother's approval. Oh my God, why? We don't want to date each other. I know, but now I feel like I must for my honor. Okay, well, I'll let you take that up with Eileen. Great. 
Your sibling is going to have a field day with this. Oh, they're going to love it. <laughs> Them and their partners are going to go ape shit over this. They are the primary fan club of Bonnie and Shelly dating. Yeah. They ship us so hard. So they are hard. Most of the reason why we decided on this name. That's right. So, so we uh, should thank Haven. Shout out to Haven. This podcast is sponsored by Haven Dolan. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Um, Haven, give you. us money for this podcast give so that we can give you an ad spot. Your money. <laughs> and um, that's just anybody. You know, give us your money and we'll we'll shout you out. That's we'll right. We'll call out whatever you want us to advertise. I don't know. That's right. We'll sell our souls. Don't we, care. we don't care. It's a capitalist system. Yeah. I'm ready for some, some cash. Yeah, make it work for you. If you can't beat them, profit off them. That's right. Boom. Boom. How's your week been? My week has been up and down. I am really, like, killing it at work. Great. (laughs) I just really enjoy my job. Even when it's stressful, I, like, know that I can handle it, which is kind of more than I can say for most of my jobs because I had a lot of people kind of betting against me and or micromanaging me, and so it made me believe that I wasn't able to do my job. And this job, for the most part, everybody fully trusts me. Mm -hmm. And so that gives me like a lot of uh, empowerment, I suppose, Mm -hmm. to do things without hesitation, even if the things are just sending emails. Yeah. But before, when when I was would send emails in my other jobs, I would sit and look at them for hours. I would read over them, make them make sure the wording is perfect and and then maybe double check with my boss to make sure that I am allowed to send this email and all of that nonsense. I hate that. That's such a hostile work environment, honestly. Yeah. But this one, I'm just like, you know what? This might not be worded perfectly. I'm going to send it because I don't think anybody cares. And if they do care, they can address it with me. I love that. But I am doing my job. I'm doing it well. And the information is getting passed along. So it shouldn't much matter how it's worded. That's great. Any place that accepts imperfection, I think, is a a worthwhile place to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should clarify that you work as an assistant to an actor. Yes, I do. Probably the best person on planet Earth. Um, the one and only Alexandra Billings. I don't actually know if I'm allowed to say Why don't we just say it and then we'll ask her. Great. The one and only Alexandra Billings. And if we can't say it, then we're going to bleep this out with the sound of a seagull That's calling. Right. Jeremy. Jeremy. I think this is, it's time to introduce everybody to Jeremy. It absolutely is. So um, would you like to do the honors? Yes, everyone. This is Jeremy. He's a seagull stuffed animal that we used for our promo photos. We love him very much. He's the light of our life. We couldn't do anything without him. No, he's our assistant. He's our producer. He's our sound manager. That's correct. He is all of those things, and he bleeps things for us. Yeah, it's really nice. He also handles our mail, and I think we'll get to that we will get to that. At some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about our, our Gmail account. Yeah, our Gmail account that's definitely real and that we definitely have. Well, we have to have it now because... Wink. <laughs> yeah. We have a Gmail account. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. We have a Gmail account. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But that's Jeremy. He is to my right. He's sitting very regally atop mm. our credenza. Yep, with a little life preserver around his neck that is just his size. He's honestly perfect. He's the best thing I've ever known. Yeah. I don't know what my life was before he came into it, you know? I love him more purely 
than I have loved a single human soul. It's crazy because he's only been in my life a short while, but like I... I don't know. Is it is it crazy? Is it crazy that to be feeling like this? No, of course not. He's. I mean, he's Jeremy. It's Jeremy. Not to be confused with Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy, who is the worst? Who is a bastard? <laughs> he's a bastard bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, the bastard bitch. <laughs> Oh, man. You'll get to know that, Jeremy, too. Yeah. Unfortunately, you will. But yeah, so my week has been good, and it's been stressful, and I've been dealing with a lot of anxiety lately. This kind of, like, getting harder to manage for some reason. I'm not really sure why. Working with my therapist about it. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Ellie. We love Ellie. Um, But this podcast is not sponsored by her. I've been talked to about that. Oh, have you? Okay. So Ellie, Ellie does not sponsor this. No. But we sponsor Ellie. Yeah, we sponsor Ellie. Well, you do. Yes. I mean, with Through my, your therapy sessions. Yeah, I pay for those. So I guess I'm sponsoring her. Yeah. So it's, it's just been kind of ups and downs. Yesterday was a little bit difficult because I had my therapy session and I uncovered a lot of stuff. Or not uncovered, but, you know, uprooted a lot of the stuff that I had buried beneath the soil. Yeah. So I just took the, the day to do a little self-care and self-care for me generally includes shopping. But I bought things and I love it. Yay. What'd you get? I bought a big ass candle because that's the thing that I really felt like I needed to like calm down. I was like hyperventilating the entire day and I felt like I needed a candle to soothe my savage soul. Mm -hmm. And it's huge. It's like a round, I don't know, 10 inch candle. Oh, wow. What flavor is it? (laughs) What flavor candle is it? It says honey. It doesn't smell like honey. It smells like sweet and calming and a little bit of chamomile-y. Okay. But it's, I don't know, it's like a cup of tea for my nose. That sounds delicious. Yeah. And then I bought some workout stuff, a couple of matching sets, and a foam roller that I might return. Yeah, we both bought foam rollers, and neither one of them are up to our standards. No, they're both different and bad. (laughs) Yeah. I probably got some, oh, I got some sandals so I could... You know, walk out to my car or take out the trash and not have to put on real shoes. Nice. Yeah. That's why I bought my sandals. Boom. See, we can't date each other because we are the same. We are each other. Yeah, that's a problem. So, yeah, I I mean, I'm sure other things happened. Oh, you know what did happen? (laughs) What happened? We saw your show. Oh, yeah. You saw my show. And it was so good. Oh, thank you. I really liked it. And especially sitting in on a rehearsal and then watching the finished product. The rehearsal rehearsal was already funny, but the finished product was so funny. I was like LOLing, like actually though. I directed a show at a community college here in Southern California. Um, Oh my God, something happened. There are sounds outside. Maybe a delivery. <gasps> I hope it's my bowl. I hope. Oh, I hope it's your bowl, but I hope it's the new microphone. Oh, that probably is more important than my bowl. <laughs> but my bowl. When is, is your bowl gonna get here? I don't know. I haven't. I like lost the information. I'm sure no. the email went to one of my email addresses, but I don't know which one. And I kind of like half want it to be a surprise. Yeah. But half of me is anxious. Like, what if there's an issue? I should probably find out. Right. So I don't know. Well, I hope it comes soon. Me too. Because your bowl is cute as fuck. It's so cute. I directed a show. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to the show. I directed a show at com- at a community. Oh my God, what the fuck is happening to me? What's happening to me is what happened to you weeks ago. Oh my God, I passed it on to you. No, oh, I don't want God. it. I'm so happy to be rid of it. I don't want it. <laughs> I directed She Kills Monsters 
the virtual version because we are in a panorama. Yep. And we were rehearsing over Zoom and then we filmed it in person, but still a safe distance away and in little green screen pods. And then we added backgrounds afterwards and it is streaming until Saturday. And uh, yeah, and you and the neighbors came over and watched it together and you bought me flowers, which made me very happy. So thank you. I feel the need to clarify that by the time this podcast is out, it won't be streaming anymore. Yeah, that's true. But just know that it was glorious. And if you don't know She Kills Monsters, you should read the play. It's really good. It's really good. It's about Dungeons and Dragons and about two sisters getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. So the two sisters dating, because that's what... Oh my God, cute. Sisters dating. We stan sisters dating. This podcast is sponsored by siblings dating. Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) It's a really good play, and the students that were cast in it, I think all grew a lot from where they were when they auditioned. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty proud of that. I'm I'm grateful to have like gotten a little taste of what it is to teach because I feel like I want to grow more into that. Mm. I definitely want to keep directing. I really love the fact that my career is kind of taking a direction in that. In yeah, that direction way. and directing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A direction and direction. <laughs> That's correct. And I really enjoyed teaching, so I hope that I get to do that more often. I hope that for you also. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Look at us. Look at us. Dating. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> We're adorable. We're adorable. Actually, though, I do want to say that you look adorable today. Oh, thank you. You're wearing this matching set thing, not you're wearing like a, like, tell the people what you're wearing. I am wearing a matching tube top and flare pant. Pant? Yeah. Pant. A nice flare pant. A nice flare pant. It's patterned and it looks kind of 70s-y. Mm-hmm. I put it on today because I, we have tried recording our podcast a couple of different times and some of the times I've been really tired and just kind of like, meh. And Mm -hmm. I was like, if I get dressed and like ready for the day, maybe I'll be more ready to talk for a bit. Yeah. And I think it's working. I do feel a little bit more alive, awake, alert, enthusiastic today. That's good. I feel the opposite. (laughs) Well, you also had lots of things happen to your downstairs mix up. So she's she's on vacation. Yeah. You're giving me kind of Mary Kate and Ashley vibes (laughs) in winning London. Oh, my God. Thank you. Do you know what I mean? That's high praise. Yeah. Honestly, that's one of their best movies. Uh, I mean, best of of many great. Many excellent films. Especially The Challenge. The Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) The Challenge is an enigma of a movie. Yeah. I don't know that we should say anything about it other than you should watch it. Definitely watch The Challenge if you can find it. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) It may be hard. But you know what are unironically great movies? Winning London, Holiday in the Sun, Passport to Paris. Billboard Dad. Billboard Dad is such a good movie. (laughs) Oh my God. After I watched Billboard Dad, I tried to make scrambled eggs the way that they did, where they put a bunch of eggs in a Ziploc bag and then they closed it and then shook it. (laughs) It is so unnecessary. So unnecessary, but so cool. I suppose. What do you mean, I suppose? I mean, it just seems like an extra step that you could have just done in the pan. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's why it's so iconic that they didn't do it that way. 
inefficiency is iconic. That is correct. All right. I'm glad that we, you know, know where you stand on that. I stand in a different position, but. Where do you stand on this? Inefficiency is not iconic. I think efficiency is iconic. Tell me about a time that something was efficient and also iconic. Mm, Great question. The only time I can think of is the time that I did something. So I'm going to call myself iconic. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. Well, I was taking toast out of the toaster and I was like, ow, hot, ow, hot. And I didn't want to stick a fork in because I've, I've watched TV and I know that's bad. So I grabbed a little chip clip and I just pinched the toast of the chip clip and I pulled it out of the toaster and it was so efficient. The chip clip was right there on a bag of chips. I just popped it back on the bag of chips after. I think that's iconic. Honestly, that was iconic. <laughs> I will hardcore agree with you because... It solved a problem. It did. However, I would say that it's not a question of efficiency at all. Mm. I think it's a question of innovation. Okay. And both of them were so innovative. You know what? I can I can get behind that because that is a very innovative way. Did they like mix things into the eggs too? Well, no, because they were like 11. So I don't think they took the time to put like salt and pepper in it, but they should have. Okay. They should have put everything they needed to do to make an omelet in a bag. Yeah. And then shaken the bag up and then poured it into the pan. I feel like my support of this is lessening. I thought that they had veggies, cheese, any seasoning, and then shaking up because that does seem pretty efficient, a good way to mix everything. But if it's just they cracked eggs into a bag, added nothing, shook it up, and then poured it into the pan, <laughs> I don't know that I can get behind that. Here's what I'm going to say to that. Okay. Their dad was mourning the loss of their mother and had been for quite a while and therefore was pretty absent. And therefore they had to make, they were not only making eggs for themselves, but they were making eggs for their father. Okay. And so they were really just like two kids just trying to get by. You know what? Okay. Okay. Because it wasn't just about breakfast. It was about fun. Adding some fun into your your daily routine while dealing with, you know, the loss of your mother and a grieving father. Mm -hmm. So if shaking eggs in a bag brought a little bit of joy to their day, then that's efficient. Thank you for saying that. No conflict here. Absolutely none. None. No conflict whatsoever. No conflict. We are perfect friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I wasn't expecting to talk about Mary-Kate and Ashley today, but here we are. You weren't? Oh, I always expect to talk about Mary-Kate and Ashley when I talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> oh, my God. I guess. Should we? Maybe. Take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. That's a good idea. Great. Actually, there was one day this week where you were working out here and I was in my room and I had my door open. I wasn't like working and concentrating, so I just had my door open. And I could hear you saying the emails that you were writing aloud. (laughs) And I remember thinking to myself, this is so funny. Like, this is such a quirk that nobody would know about you unless they lived with you. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I know that I do it Mm -hmm. because, like, I tend to make the choice to do it so I can, like, one, keep track of the sentence in my brain and two, check on the tone and, like, make sure it's sounding really, like, friendly and everything. Totally. Uh, But I do it a lot. But because I do it all the time, I don't even think about it. So I don't think about the fact that people can hear me do it. (laughs) 
that's a little embarrassing. Well, I figured you were doing it because you didn't know my door was open. So then I didn't <laughs> say anything about it. Like, I normally would have maybe, like, ribbed you a little bit about it, but... I was like, she probably doesn't know that I can hear it, and I don't want to make her feel bad. So, <laughs> and I didn't think it was weird or anything. I just was like, that's funny. Yeah, so you could hear me with my email lingo. Yeah, <laughs> your stupid email work oh, voice. God, it brings me so much joy. It feels like performance art. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say the other day in the email? The, the group email that we were on. Oh, shucks. That I texted you about. And I was like, please never say this again. <laughs> we can go ahead and lock that in our calendars. Yeah. You're like, if this works for you, we can go ahead and lock that in. I was like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love saying that. I love saying like, hopefully we can cement this in our calendar soon. No. Cement is my favorite. Nice to e meet you. <laughs> oh my God. That was funny though. I was like, this is. We all say that. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Ha ha ha. We haven't met. We're so funny. So you're just like sitting at home with your latte and like writing your email and like saying all these things like ironically, but you know that everyone else is taking it seriously. Yeah. And that's just giving you so much joy. Honestly, there are some times where I'm like, this email is so boring. I'm going to add as many cliche office sounding things into it as I possibly can. Yes. And that's going to bring me joy. And then it does. Yeah. Um, appreciate your flexibility. <laughs> Apologize for the delay. Oh, I've stopped apologizing for delays. I now say thank you for your patience. <laughs> How do you sign your emails? Oh, that that's, that's always the trouble. That's the fun one for me. I don't want it to be too bubbly and warm. I already have a lot of exclamation points in my email. So it's like, I don't want them to think that I'm just a piece of bubble gum. But I also don't want to be like cold or like disingenuous. Is that a word? It is. You you landed on an actual word. Excellent. I don't want to seem cold or disingenuous. So a lot of the times I just end with thanks or thank you so much. Sometimes I'll do all the best. I tried best once and it felt so short. Best. (laughs) That feels super office-y to me. Sometimes if I'm pissed, I'll say best. <laughs> That's why it's office-y because it's so passive-aggressive. <laughs> I know. It's so good. I usually end mine with warmly. Mm. You know that because I got that from a professor at my drama school and I loved it because I was like, this is warm. It makes me feel good. So most of the time I do warmly. My agent signed one with all good things, Mm. all good things, Casey. And I love that. I was like, I'm taking that, Casey. I want that. (laughs) Plagiarizing. Plagiarizing her for sure. I guess I don't super care what my thing ends with as long as it's finishing it because I don't like to not have a, uh, what is it? Goodbye. Salutation? Yeah, a salutation. Wow, I really pulled that from nowhere. That's nice. I haven't said that word in a long time. But I think I use it kind of to indicate This is my real tone is how I start and end the message. If I start it with an exclamation point, I'm happy that we're collaborating. If I start it with a comma, I'm either trying to be extra professional because it's a first interaction or I am annoyed as hell. Speaking of emails, should we get to mail with Jeremy? I think we should. I I hear him, you know, calling. He's getting a little antsy. Jeremy, is that you? (laughs) No. What what do seagulls sound like? I can't make sense. Ah, no. <laughs> 
Did you see that like one girl on TikTok that could make seagull sounds? Yeah. We should get her on here. We should get her on here. And she could talk to Jeremy, translate she for us. third wheel on our date. Yeah, absolutely. Well, until then, I guess we're going to have to just find a sound and put it in. Yeah. Because we can't do it. I mean, we have to get Jeremy to record his sounds. Yeah, we'll get Jeremy to do it. Wink. Jeremy, every week, is going to check our Gmail, which is everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. A Gmail account we really have. We definitely have created it. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's real. We can check those messages. Yeah. There's no issue there. Nope. So we're just going to have Jeremy fly on over to his tiny, tiny computer <laughs> and give us some mail to respond to. Great. So Jeremy, go go on ahead. Flap your little wings over to the, the tiny computer. <gasps> there he goes. It's such a small computer. And how does he, he doesn't even have fingers. How is he typing? How is he doing this, Jeremy? Jeremy, you're incredible. <laughs> you're amazing. You're a star, Jeremy. You're going places, kid. <laughs> I think he should forward us the emails because I've just realized he can't read the questions out loud. Well, he can, but it would just sound like cause. (laughs) Yeah. And because you guys probably wouldn't understand him the way that we understand him. We obviously understand Jeremy, but. Um, We're going to read the emails that really exist. Yeah. So Shelly, why don't you uh, read our first email and uh, and we'll respond to it. Great. Go ahead and look. Let me pull pull that up right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Great. It says, Bonnie and Shelly, long-time listener, first-time emailer. Ooh. Why did you guys decide to live together? What a great question. Such a good question. Thank you so much. Who is it from? Yes, it's from Susan James Bowles. Susan James Bowles. Yeah. Where's Susan from? Did she put a... Yes, she's from Paris, Texas. Excellent. And she gushes on and on about how big of a fan she is. I I just tried to pare it down. Um, And how she's been listening to us for so long. Oh, love that. Love that. She kind of, you know, explains she's a bit more of a Shelly fan. Oh, well, okay. Well, she does love your stuff. Uh, she just really relates. You know, we me. all have favorites. Yeah, absolutely. It's fine, yeah. Susan. Susan, thank you so much for your question. Really quick, did she put a comma or an exclamation point after Bonnie and Shelly? Oh, so it's a a comma after your name, but an exclamation point after my name? Okay, Susan. I see you. I don't know what that's about. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and answer Susan's question? Because she doesn't want to hear from me. Susan, again, thank you so much. We love our fans. Uh, I I like you. (laughs) Kisses. Sending you lots of hugs and kisses. (laughs) This is actually a really interesting question that you came up with and not me. Totally. Because the reason that we started living together is strange, I guess. Is it? I was living in an apartment while Bonnie was living at home. And when my lease was up, I found out that the person that I was living with wasn't going to renew her lease. And I found out really late, so I wasn't able to renew my lease. So I was without a home for a little bit. I tried living with my boyfriend. It didn't really work out. So I was kind of bouncing around a little bit. And then I reached out to Bonnie and I was really embarrassed to ask. Were you? Yeah. We were just getting close again and I didn't want to like push it. Yeah. Just to reference it really quick, we did have a falling out and then we became friends again. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah, it did. So I reached out to Bonnie and she, you know, talked to her mom about it. 
So Bonnie took me into her room. Yeah, my actual room. Yeah, which is not a two-person room. But she took me in, like the kind human being she is. It was not a perfect living situation. But we didn't kill each other. We didn't, and we still loved each other. Yeah. It should be specified that it's not me that was so generous and nice. It was my mom. She does approve of me. Yeah, she let you live with us. Oh, my God. I lean. I lean. And then my brother moved out to an apartment, and so then Shelly moved into that room. So then we had our own rooms, and it was much better. Much better, yeah. (laughs) And we figured out that we worked really well together as roommates, even if, you know, we lived different kind of lifestyles. Mm -hmm. When Bonnie wanted to go to school in Long Beach, were you already going to school and you wanted to move up after? I wanted to move up after because I had been commuting. Mm, Yes, right. You know, she was like, I want to do this. And I was like, okay. And then we did it. We did it. And we moved to the apartment we're at right now. Yeah. And we've been here for so long. (laughs) So long. It's been like almost four years now. Yeah. We moved in 2017. Yes. Yeah, we did. Summer 2017. Summer 2017. Wow. Dang. So that is the answer to your question, Susan James Bowles. Thank you for asking it. And also, I hate you. She doesn't speak for both of us. We at the podcast love you. We love all of our fans and listeners. You and Jeremy, maybe. Okay. All of us. I'm just feeling myself getting more and more salty at her because of this comma. That felt intentional. It it did. And uh, Susan, I would, you know... I'd love to hear from you again, see why maybe, you know, you have an issue with Bonnie, maybe have you on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Susan, if you want to be on our podcast, we'll set that up and then you and I can hash things out. I think that's a great idea. We could resolve this conflict that's happening between you two. Yeah. It's growing too. Like minute by minute. (laughs) I feel stronger about it. So uh, Susan, please reach out to us. See if we can get that set up. Lots of love. Love you, girl. (laughs) Bonnie, do you want to read our next question? Yeah, have Jeremy forward that to me. Great. Um, Jeremy, would you mind sending that one to Bonnie, please? Okay. This one looks to be from Mario. Mario? Just says Mario. Oh, okay. Um, No last name. Hey, Mario. So Mario says, hey, Shelly and Bonnie, so glad to finally get to connect. Okay, so he's he's well-versed in office speak. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Mario, teach us your ways. Mario, you office king unproblematic office king we don't know that yet we have to find out his question but oh i'm reading it he's unproblematic oh great mario thank you so much for being unproblematic we stand we stand mario says the thing that he said before that Mm -hmm. first sentence that that he said could you reread that i'm sorry i didn't yeah i can reread it for you shelly great says hi bonnie and shelly so happy to finally get to connect oh great yes i remember that yeah When was the first time that both of you enjoyed salsa? That's the entire email. Uh, He doesn't specify whether or not it's dancing salsa or food salsa. Um, I think that's up to us. And I appreciate the open-endedness of that. Because it's up to interpretation. He's unproblematic. When's the last time you enjoyed salsa, Bonnie? Well, it's the first time. I don't remember my first time interacting with food salsa. But I guess dancing salsa was when I went to the PCH Club here in Long Beach. Shout out to the PCH Club. This podcast is sponsored by PCH, the the highway. The highway, yeah. I went there for my friend Sabby's birthday. Mm. And 
it was really fun because they do a class beforehand that kind of teaches you the basic steps, also teaches you a little combination that you can fall back on. And then it's open season and people can ask you to dance. You can ask other people to dance and it's just like a little salsa club. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been there. It's fun. Yeah. It was not problematic when I went for Sabby's birthday, but subsequent visits with you have been troubling. But the dancing part itself is fun. Super fun. And learning the dance is fun too. I'm going to speculate wildly about the first time that I ate salsa the food. Love it. Covering Uh, all our bases. We used to go to Supermex a lot. It's one of the few places that my stepdad consistently liked. Okay. So we would go to Supermex a lot and they would always start us off with chips and salsa. So I'm imagining that I was probably around five or six because that's when he came into my life. And that's when we started going to Supermex. Actually, I'm remembering this now. I'd take the chip, I'd add a shit ton of salt, and then I would dip it ever so lightly in the salsa as to not get like a scoop of it and just like the juice. Mm -hmm. And then I'd put that in my mouth. Yep. And it was so good. It was delicious. It was fabulous, probably because of the salt. And I did that for a long time, I think, until I was 17. I would just get like, I'd add a little bit more and more of the salsa liquid. Yes. But never scooping. And then I slowly decided to start scooping and I have never turned back. I feel like I was very similar. I liked the juice until a certain point where I was like, let's have some more of the chunks. Pulp? Innards. Interesting. So, Well, Mario, thank you so much for writing us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. It looks like there's one more. Oh. Um, So, Jeremy, could you just shoot that over to Mm Shelly and have her read that? Yeah, I'd greatly appreciate that. All right. This one is from Jeremy. What? He sent us an email. Jeremy, stop. So cute. You didn't have to do that. Uh, Jeremy is so good. You're so good. You're so good. All right. Jeremy asks, well, first he says, hi, Bonnie and Shelly. Love you guys. Happy to finally email you guys. Love you, Jeremy. There were so many exclamation points in that. Oh my God. I love you, Jeremy. I love him so much. He says, if you could be birds for a day, what would you do? Oh my God. This is the cutest question of Jeremy, my entire life. I love you so much. If we could be birds for the day. Oh my God. What would you do first is my question. Right? Like, how do you decide? First of all, what bird would you be? Honestly, I feel like I might be a seagull. Really? Because one of the things I want to do is, like, steal people's french fries and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that if I was a bird, my taste buds would change, but I don't want to eat bugs and stuff. Okay. I'm sure once I'm a bird, I'd be happy to try it. But so, like, seagulls get to fly around the ocean, bob around in the water, Mm -hmm. eat some french fries, poop on some people... It sounds like a really good time. You're just like fucking up people's shit everywhere you go. That's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. Provided that birds are real, which they're not. But yeah, if I was a bird that existed in the world, I'd be a seagull and I would get up to some mischief. I love that. I could go a couple of different ways on this. What I want is to land on a bird that that feels too long. Oh. Because I myself as a human am just sort of long. You are very long, yeah. So I need to find a bird that is, like, disproportionate in some way, Hmm. which could be, like, an ostrich situation, could be a swan with, like, an absurdly long neck. 
But a crane. Could be a crane. You feel kind of craney to me. Do I? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, I love this. I also was thinking maybe flamingo or pelican because both of them are super weird. You could also be a pelican to me. And if you were a pelican and I was a seagull, we could hang out. Oh my God, then I'm a pelican. Excellent. Because we are always connected. Yeah, we are. Okay, so then I feel like I'm a pelican, which means I can fly, which means that's the first thing I would do. I would want to fly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would, oh, I'm a pelican. I could go fishing with my mouth. Yeah, you could keep things in your mouth. Oh my God, I would just keep everything in my mouth. (laughs) Instead of having a purse, I would just put all of my shit into my mouth. Wallet, phone, keys. Wallet, phone, keys, mask. In your mouth. In my mouth. (laughs) Would that defeat the purpose of the mask? No. (laughs) I guess if I was a pelican, I wouldn't need a mask. Yeah. Probably also wouldn't need a wallet, phone, or keys. What are you going to need? You know, you're going to, you can fish. I'll give you some of the French fries I steal. Okay. We'll make fish and chips. Fish and chips. Cute. Cute little bird fish and chips. Thanks, Jeremy. What a great question. What a great email that you sent to us, Jeremy. We love you so much. We love you. Um, You're perfect to me. So those of you listening, go ahead and email everybody ships us at gmail.com, a Gmail that we will have created uh, have currently have now that's right and we'll create it more we'll, we'll create it even harder yeah we're gonna create it so hard you you won't even you'll be like what that's right so email us some letters about anything yeah whatever you want we'll answer questions we'll give advice mm-hmm. any thoughts that you have if you want to be like hey love the podcast you two are awesome could listen to you for hours great if you want to be like hey you two should die in a fire Mm -hmm. that's not great but you could send it you have the right to send that but should you should you no will we read it well jeremy's jeremy will jeremy will read it he's kind of screening them so anything that's not you know safe for our eyes jeremy is taking upon himself to get rid of so what you can't send is hate mail about jeremy no you absolutely cannot that is Beyond the pale. We will dox you. Yeah, we will. Because you can hate us, but you can't hate Jeremy. You may not hate Jeremy. He is the great unifier. So send us stuff. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to play a game, shall we? Great. The game we're going to play is called Red Flags, the game of terrible dates. What great content. This is going to be, especially the part where I read the rules right now. Oh my God. Cause we both forgot how to play. Yes. We've played before. We've played, but we've played the correct way and a bunch of incorrect ways. But the incorrect ways are still fun. They are still fun. So I don't know if we want to play the correct way. I don't remember the correct way. So I don't know if I want to play it. Me neither. So the white cards are called perks and the red cards are called red flags. Set up two dates for me and I will have to pick one. Great. All right. So this person. Owns 100 horses. Okay. Is that a perk or a red flag? It is a perk. Okay. (laughs) And speaks every romance language. Oh. But they demand to pop all of your zits for you. Or you can go on a date with this person who is a yoga instructor Mm -hmm. and never arrives, wink, prematurely. Okay. But... Is a train wreck. (laughs) 
Um, great. This is awesome. I'm going to pick date number two. For what porpoise? For what porpoise? The porpoise being, I can handle train wrecks. Mm. I'm best friends with you. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) Also, I feel like yoga instructors have access to some sort of inner knowledge Mm. That a lot of people don't and yeah. therefore are like more intentional as people. Yeah. They're they're kinder. I just generally feel that way. Yeah, and they're really Zen, which might be the reason why they never arrive wink prematurely. Great. Sign me up for date number two. Great. Give me my dates. Okay. So date number one. Did you just like pick random ones? Yes. And then okay, great. So I'm gonna do that too. Okay, so date number one. Best sex ever. Excellent. I love that. And is a park ranger. Amazing. Those are your two perks. Those are perky as hell. The red flag of this person, they're on every fad diet at the same time. Oh. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Forget about eating together. Yeah. Do they eat anything ever at all? Well, I'm sure water. Mm. But not too much because of water weight. Right. And probably like chicken breasts. Okay. Okay, date number two. This is such a good one for you. They have a magic bag that contains unlimited cheese. Oh my God. Uh huh. Ugh. Oh. Oh. Oh no. <laughs> this is the second perk. Oh no. <laughs> They're a world champion hunter. Oh no. Why is that in the perk category? Ah. Okay, and. Their red flag is that they only speak in yelling. <laughs> it's less of a red flag than the hunter. Is it? Are they a world champion person named Hunter? <laughs> it is not capitalized, but mm. sure. I don't even know what that would mean. <laughs> Their name is Hunter, and they are a world champion at something. Okay, so it's either between unlimited cheese mm-hmm. with a hunter mm-hmm. who yells. That's correct. Or best sex ever with a park ranger who eats nothing, basically. Mm-hmm. Is this bad? I'm going to pick the park ranger. Okay. Because I want to help them. Oh, God. Show them that, of course, you do what you want for your body, but you don't need to be on the diets. Whatever makes you feel good, but I don't think that all these fad diets are going to make them feel good. And I'm sure it's going to fall on deaf ears. But I could at least try and have really good sex while I try. Okay. Well, normally I would caution you against trying to fix your partner. Yep. But if you're not imagining this to be a long-term thing, why not? It It's not somebody I'd choose. But between that and the hunter who yells all the time, I think that I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> but what if it was Hunter the world champion? Mm. Did that change? With all the cheese. I think I still have to go for best sex ever. Is that bad? It's not bad. I just wanted to see if I could sway you. I really appreciate you making a case for the world champion Hunter. Hunter the world champion. Hunter the world champion. (laughs) World champion capital Hunter. (laughs) Do you want to do like one more each? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. This person is Andrew Garfield. Oh my God. And loves to laugh. Of course he does. He's perfect. But he's building an arc. With a C or with a K? With a K. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> Andrew, 
Never trust an Andrew. Never trust an Andrew. That is, those are words to live by. Oh, God. Andrew, why are you building an ark? This is a really good question. These are the perks for your next date. This person is a superhero. Okay. And owns one of every car. Okay, that... Mm. Sure. Yeah. Good for them. Um, But the two halves of their face don't match. Both are attractive, but look totally different. Mm. Which might be why they're the superhero. Oh. What's what's that guy from Batman? Two-Face. Two-Face. But he's not a hero. Well, no. He's got a chemical burn. But we understand why. Yeah. We, We sympathize with his journey. Sure, yeah. Villains don't know they're villains. They think they're the hero of their story. Yeah, uh, I feel like the Joker knows he's a villain. Well. he, uh, But, you know, good for him. He knows what he wants. That's right. We stand. He's chaotic and we, we stand. As for this, okay, remind me what the second one, I, I have the memory of a goldfish today. <laughs> uh, the second one is a superhero and owns one of every car. Right. But the two halves of their face don't match. Both are attractive, but look totally different. See, if it was just that they didn't match, like, I'd be fine with that, I think, because my face isn't fully symmetrical, and I get that. A lot of people's aren't. Yeah. But the fact that they're totally different it is throwing me. Yeah. <laughs> like, do they have two different, not just eye colors, but, like, fully shaped eyes different? Like, Probably. And, like, the two halves of their mouth are, like, one is turned up and one is turned down. Like, yeah. That's a lot for me. I mean, even if you picked, like, two of the most attractive people, let's say Harry Styles and Michael B. Jordan, you can't put both of their faces together. No. One on each side. No, we can't. That'd be insane. Or would it be great? Should we make that and then see if we like it? I think so. Okay. We'll make that and then we will poll to see if people would still bang this person. Yes. You know what this should be? A challenger. Oh, my God. No. Yes. A challenger that you have to do before the next time we sit down to record. You have to complete it or I'll kill you. Oh, my God. Okay. That's it. All right. I want to create two different ones then. I want to create Harry Styles, Michael B. Jordan, Mm -hmm. and then two attractive women. Okay. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. Uh... I'm trying to find somebody who's, like, way different than Aubrey Plaza. Hmm. Um, the the girl from Bl- Black Panther that we love, the, who's, like, the most oh, beautiful person. Lupita? Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, all right. Why was I also thinking her? Yeah, dude, let's do it. Great. So we've got two people in Black Panther. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and Harry Styles and Aubrey Plaza. Yeah, awesome. Wonderful. All right. Okay, that's your challenger. Thank you so much for my challenger. <laughs> You're so welcome. To answer the original question, I would go with Andrew Garfield because I always go with Andrew Garfield no matter the red flag. All right. So you and him build that arc together, (laughs) get those animals on two by two, and wait for the flood. It's our retirement home. Mm -hmm. Cute. Uh, Andrew Garfield, call me. Yeah, this uh, podcast is sponsored by Bonnie wanting to bang you. That's correct. (laughs) All right. Here's your last one. Great. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Perk number one of date number one, they are the lead singer of your favorite band. Who is it? Uh, do I have a favorite band? The uh, Killers? <laughs> weren't they your favorite band at one point? They are. I think I only have two bands that I like know and follow, The Killers and The Head and The Heart. The Head and The Heart, yeah. I don't know that I'd want to bang anyone in The Head and The Heart. I think the lead singer of The Killers was bangable. Okay. Great. Great. I don't know um, what they look like, except the girl. I know what the girl looks like. In the head and the heart? Yeah. 
I feel the guy that I'm pulling up for the lead singer of The Head and the Heart, in my brain right now, the image I'm getting is Chris D'Elia, and I think he's a repulsive mm. human being. And yeah. I know that's not the same person. I know they're very different, but they look similar, I think. Okay, so let's just hypothetically make it an attractive lead singer. Great. Always defends you. Oh, okay. And the red flag? They immediately try to kill you with a fork. Hmm. On your date. Hmm. That's a that's a little tough. Yeah. A little tough. Date number two. Yes. You'll never get sick while you date them. Oh. And they're a famous rapper. Oh. Interesting. Is this a plus? Childish Gambino? Mm. No? I'm I'm hearing things of him being a little problematic. <gasps> no! I know. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Okay. He, he like, fetishizes, fetishizes Asian women. God damn in it. In almost all of his discography. Fuck. But uh, who's, a, who's a rapper that I like and respect? Bryce Vine. Bryce Vine. I mm-hmm. like Bryce Vine. Yeah. Okay, so you'll never get sick while you date Bryce. Wonderful. But he has resting dumb face. <sighs> Doesn't he already? <laughs> <laughs> Does he? <laughs> I actually haven't seen his resting face. Okay. I think I'm going to have to go with Bryce Vine with the resting dumb face because like even if trying to kill me with a fork is like a one time thing, I don't think I'll ever fully trust them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. And also, how do you defend me and also try to kill me? That's I just don't want to be along for that journey. So I'm just going to go with somebody who kind of looks dumb. OK, love it. Yeah. OK, great game. Great game. I've learned that you have two favorite bands <laughs> <laughs> and you don't like Chris D'Elia. And I support that. And I learned that you would stand by Andrew Garfield if he was building an ark. I would stand by Andrew Garfield no matter what he was doing. What if Andrew Garfield hated Jeremy? Oh, no. No. Why would you do this? I'm so sorry. I just need to know who who is more important in your life, Andrew Garfield or Jeremy? Jeremy, 100%. I would back Jeremy and I would never forgive Andrew Garfield. You got me. Yeah. That's the right choice. Yeah, but that hurt my heart to say it. I'm and I'm very sorry. And luckily, it was just hypothetical. I I know they haven't met, but I know Andrew would would love Jeremy. Everyone loves Jeremy. Everyone loves Jeremy. And I think that Jeremy has a deep respect for Andrew Garfield. I think so. We've talked extensively about his work. Absolutely. So I mean, him in Angels in America, Part One and Part Two, as Prior Walter, was life changing, and Jeremy also thought so. I'm sure they'd love each other. I think so. Let's get them in the same room. I'm glad that we agree on that. But you know what we don't agree on? Almond milk. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> and this is our planned argument, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. Planned argument. <laughs> so this is something that we bicker about a lot. And we're bringing it here to maybe get your opinion on it or just hash it out. or Something. Just Dig it up and leave it there and feel really uncomfortable with each other after. Let that wound fester a yeah. little. That's that's the healthy way to do it. Definitely healthy. So here's the thing. <laughs> every now and then. Oh, every now and then you do this? Every now and then. I haven't done it in a while. That's right. You haven't. I, you know, I'm hungry and I just need a quick boost. And you never get in the mindset where you're like hungry, but everything else sounds really gross because you're really hungry and you need something in your stomach to decide what else to put in your stomach. So I get like that sometimes. And when I get like that, I need something fast. And I started drinking a cup of plain almond milk to tide me over 
or to give me a quick little protein boost. A full cup. Yes, a full cup of almond milk. Maybe a glass. Sometimes a glass. And Bonnie thinks this is the most repulsive thing it's, I could possibly do. I feel strongly about it. And to be honest, I'm I'm not even really sure I fully understand why it is repulsive, but I think it is. Hans Landa <laughs> from Inglorious Bastards, the big bad of that movie, the like lead Nazi or whatever. I mean, Hitler's the lead Nazi, but like of the movie. Mm-hmm. He starts off this movie by like coming into a home where Jewish people are hiding and sitting at their kitchen table and drinking a full glass of milk. It was the most sociopathic thing. And I think that's independent of this movie. I think the reason why they had him drink a drink a glass of milk is because that act itself is sociopathic. Are you like comparing me drinking almond milk to a Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> Me drinking almond milk to get a little protein in my body. What I'm saying is drinking a cup of milk is sociopathic. (laughs) You know who else I could see doing this? Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. I could see Mr. Scratch from Criminal Minds drinking a tall glass of milk. It reminds me of an arrested development type of thing. You have stopped developing after like age six or seven and... So now you kill people and also you drink milk. I am insulted. (laughs) (laughs) I do agree that drinking cow's milk is bizarre. Just a glass of cow's milk. It is. Um, As an adult. As an adult. I mean, even as a kid, there's really, I don't think any science behind it. I think that there was articles or whatever about how it kind of was big milk, (laughs) big dairy, trying to promote their... I mean, sure, it does have calcium, but I don't think that drinking a glass of milk every day is actually going to make your bones much stronger. So I know that it's it's odd. And I've seen a grown man drink a glass of milk and questioned him immediately. Mm-hmm. But you think drinking almond milk is different? I do. Why? Because it doesn't come from a living being. And almonds don't come from any teats. <laughs> <laughs> almond milk doesn't come from teats. And... We were watching The Bachelor mm-hmm. and a commercial for Almond Breeze came on and they showed people pouring and then drinking and enjoying a glass of almond milk. So you're saying that a company that's advertising almond milk purchases is a good source of what is acceptable behavior when it comes to almond milk. I'm just saying that it's not the worst thing I could do. I agree that it's not the worst thing that you could do. I disagree that it's not deeply uncomfortable. I think that you've made a grave error because now you have a challenger. No. To drink? No. A full glass of almond milk. (laughs) No! Are you serious? (laughs) Shouldn't have taken such a firm stance against it. That's the point of a planned argument. Well, maybe the point of my side of the planned argument was to set you up. Is this why you wanted to do a planned argument? Is this why? Maybe. I'm going to plan an argument so hard mm. at you next time and we'll see. You'll you'll see. You'll all see. I will. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see. I just can't wait. I'm so angry and I'm going to hate it, but I'll do it because Great. I honor what a challenger is. Mm. 
Um, so should we review our challengers? Yeah, we should, because we have to get off of here and very quickly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so your challenger oh. was to make the hybrid faces. Hybrid and faces. we're going to vote on if they're still attractive. Great. My challenger <laughs> is to drink a glass of fucking almond milk. Great. I feel really good about these challengers. I feel something about these challengers. So that's something that you feel towards Susan? Mm, Susan. <laughs> Don't remind me about Susan. I'm so sorry. Well, um, thank you for coming to the living room. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Jeremy, for being here and being you. Thank you so much for being you. We love you. We love you so much. And I'll see you in two seconds. Great. When we end this. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) We're not dating at all. Thanks for listening to Everybody Ships Us. This podcast is executive produced by Schmangy Incorporated and is hosted, produced, and edited by Shelley Norfleet and Bonnie Dolan, with help from our production assistant, Brianna Chapelier. Our theme song was written by Bonnie Dolan and arranged by Andrew Carter, who also does our mixing and mastering. Our cover art was shot by Cynthia Price and designed by Shelley Norfleet. To get into contact with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Everybody Ships Us, and on Twitter at Ships Us Pod. Or you can email us at everybodyshipsus at gmail.com. If you like this podcast, make sure to follow or subscribe on your preferred podcast listening app.